0: Hey, this is Sophia from CNET here with the latest tech news. Millions of Americans have voted by mail securely for more than 150 years, with fraud being so rare that election officials wouldn't even consider it significant enough to be a rounding error. But with the coronavirus pandemic pushing a record number of absentee ballot requests, President Donald Trump and his administration have attacked the time-tested system, claiming it will lead to a chaotic Election Day outcome. Since April, Trump has questioned the legitimacy of vote-by-mail on Twitter, saying it will lead to massive corruption and fraud without offering any evidence of what security flaws are present. Attorney General William Barr also claimed in June that voting by mail opens the floodgates to fraud. Again, without any proof. In a press briefing on election security on August 26, senior FBI officials said they found no evidence of coordinated fraud with mail-in ballots and also highlighted how unlikely this scenario would be. These attacks on mail-in voting aren't new, but they do come at a time when a record number of people in the United States are expected to request absentee ballots because of the coronavirus pandemic. COVID-19 has killed more than 170,000 Americans, causing businesses to shut down, to prevent the spread of the infectious disease, pushing people to keep their distance from each other, and leading children to attend school online or have their parties via webcam. Sending in your ballot is the next logical step when trying to stay safe. In Minnesota alone, the number of requests for mail-in ballots has risen more than 16 times, to roughly 470,000, according to Steve Simon, Minnesota's Secretary of State, who doesn't buy into the concerns raised by the president. The real danger is that these attacks damage the credibility of our entire democratic system. Election security officials have long warned that disinformation about voting is more concerning than the potential for someone to tamper with ballots. If you can get people to believe that the results aren't legitimate, it doesn't matter whether fraud actually happened. The U.S. Postal Service says it remains committed to delivering election mail on time and has been coordinating with local election officials, despite the many cuts to its services by the Trump administration. The truth is fraud associated with mail-in ballots is exceedingly rare. And when it does happen, it's minuscule enough that it wouldn't affect the outcome. Election officials and experts note that there are safeguards in place That truth gets distorted thanks to social networks. A Wall Street Journal report found over 100 claims for Trump, via Twitter, attacking mail-in voting, a majority of which are factually inaccurate. The attacks on mail-in ballots, particularly when a pandemic threatens the health of voters and election volunteers, have frustrated experts, some who point out that many of the scenarios raised by the Trump administration would be impossible to carry out. Trump has repeatedly made claims, which have been disputed by election officials, that voter fraud could happen through foreign countries, printing fake ballots and rigging the election. Across the board, election security experts have pointed out just how difficult it would be to carry out election fraud on a scale large enough to actually affect the outcome. Printing a fake ballot would fall into the nearly impossible category. But in case you're curious, here's what you'd need to actually carry out voter fraud by mail and affect the outcome of an election. First, figure out every registered voter who requested a mail-in ballot. Not everyone's going to have a ballot automatically sent to their mailbox. For starters, you need to be registered to vote to receive one. And in some states, you need to have requested an absentee ballot to get it. Election officials aren't going to count votes for people who aren't registered voters. So any nation state looking to print fake ballots would have to make sure they're for people who actually exist. Absentee ballot requests are confidential in states like North Carolina. So depending on where you are, you'd have to get access to an election county's voter registration records illegally. That's not impossible. In 2016, Russian hackers stole data from two Florida counties voter registration databases, but the next steps make committing fraud even more difficult. Next, intercept the ballot. Now that you know who you're looking to defraud, you have to actually get their ballot to vote in their name. You can intercept the ballots by either racing to every mailbox and snatching the envelope out before the voters receive them while hoping they don't notice it's gone, or changing the voter's address so that they all send to your inbox instead. Counties across the United States use ballot tracking, including Virginia, Florida, Kansas, South Carolina, Michigan, and Illinois. Ballot Scout, an app from the organization Democracy Works, offers online tracking services for ballots where voters can see the status of their ballot the same way you track a package shipping. Ballot envelopes have specific barcodes on them that let the postal service know that the package is a vote with unique serial numbers on them tied to individual voter records. If you're trying to intercept a ballot, you'll need to overcome this tracking system too. Finally, you need to get good at 14 signatures and really good at guessing. Nearly every state requires a signature on the ballot to verify a voter's identity when it's mailed. The signatures need to match the ones logged on the voter's registration file, and it's required for both issuing ballots and counting the vote. Some states require multiple signatures, like a notary or witness to sign off on the mail-in ballot. In North Carolina, voters have to sign their ballots in front of a witness, who also signs the envelope the vote is sent in. When you register to vote in Minnesota, you also have to provide your driver's license number, your state ID number, and the last four digits of your social security number. The state uses that to verify votes as well. So once you intercept the ballot, you need to be able to account for all of these details too. Assuming you try your luck at 14 signatures, some counties also have machines scanning for accuracy on the votes to make sure they match up. If it's not a good enough match, it often gets flagged to a person to check. And if enough anomalies pop up, election officials said they would investigate further. If you've gotten through all these security checks, congratulations! You've done something most election officials would consider nearly impossible. But remember, you need to do this for hundreds, if not thousands of people for your effort to actually affect the outcome. A much easier way of disrupting the process is to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the election's outcome. Lawmakers are criticizing the Trump administration's decision to replace the Postal Service's two top executives, calling it a veiled attempt to sabotage the mail system and disrupt the mail-in voting process. Trump is also opposing funding to the USPS that would help it handle all the mail-in ballots. It could mean delays in receiving mail-in ballots, leading to uncertainty on election day and sowing more doubt. Stacking the deck against the USPS makes it much easier to cast doubt and disinformation about the election's outcome. The USPS also has a warning for the public. A spokesperson said in a statement that in order to allow sufficient time for voters to receive, complete, and return ballots via the mail, and to facilitate timely receipt of completed ballots by election officials, the Postal Service strongly recommends that jurisdictions immediately communicate and advise voters to request ballots at the earliest point allowable, but no later than 15 days prior to the election date. Because a lot of votes are expected to come in by mail, there's already an expected delay in results for tallying the ballots. Many states have deadlines to vote by mail right up until the polls close, which means you're not likely to get the election results on election day. New York City's primaries have taken weeks to tally up its mail-in votes, and experts are concerned about the same for the general election in November. People are used to knowing who won the election that same evening, The longer the delay, the greater chance there is for disinformation and distrust to flow on social media. Disruptions can also come digitally. Election officials are frequently on alert for cyber attacks, working with government agencies like the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency to test for vulnerabilities. There's no evidence that hackers have ever changed votes in an election, but a cyber attack could still cause concern for officials. Counties that use computers to verify signatures could be affected if those devices are vulnerable. While a cyber attack could raise disruptions, paper ballots and human intervention would prevent it from becoming catastrophic. People could still count the votes by hand. And even if the voter registration database was deleted, Minnesota has same-day voter registration policies. Election officials can have security measures in place to prevent mail-in voter fraud and cyber attacks, but managing disinformation is going to be a much more difficult challenge. Twitter and Facebook have both labeled Trump's post on mail-in voting as misleading information. But that hasn't stopped the spread of disinformation. A ProPublica investigation in July found that nearly half of all top posts on Facebook about voting by mail were misleading, presenting a concern more threatening than voter fraud for election officials. For more of the latest tech news, visit CNET.com.